0: Hello my friends, welcome back to the Awakening Artist Podcast, where creative minds can come together and discuss a variety of topics relating to higher creativity, spirituality and healing, and entrepreneurship for artists. My name is Dana Wilcher, I am a visionary artist and creative guide, and this podcast is a space for you to find artistic inspiration, get to know yourself and heal on a deeper level, and to laugh, cry, and get creative. Join me every week for new episodes. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Welcome. I am so excited to be here talking to you guys on the first podcast episode. I've been wanting to start a podcast for a while just to have a way to talk to my people, my family, in a way that's a little bit more personal and uh, in-depth than some of the other platforms I've explored So I'm just really excited to be going on this journey with you, and in today's episode, I'm going to be telling you guys the story of how I became a spiritual artist. I'm going to be sharing a little bit about my childhood, my story, some pivotal turning points in my career and in my life that led me to where I am now, and my intention is just to maybe inspire you guys if you are an artist or if just as any creative professional, what kind of um, spaces we can grow and evolve from. So let's get into it. I have always been an artist. I mean, first of all, I think when I incarnated onto this planet, I think it was just part of my contract that it was like, okay, this is just, this is going to be like my love. And ever since I was really little, like I would get these square pieces of paper and all of these different colored markers. And I would draw these like energy vortexes at like four years old on all of these different pieces of paper that look like they're kind of receding into space. And so I can't really, I don't have like a conscious recollection of when my passion for art started. It's just sort of always been with me. And art, artistry, especially painting has run in my family for many generations. My mother was a stained glass artist. So she would create these beautiful, like, like the windows that you see in churches, those big stained glass windows, the nativity scenes, my mom would do those. So she was a really incredible artist. She had an art shop on our property. And my grandma was also an artist. She... Uh, taught art when she was in college, uh, art in Home Eck, and she was kind of the one who started, who saw something in me and started training me from a very young age. So I'm very grateful for her. And, and also on my dad's side, my grandma Ida, whom I never met, she was also an artist, a painter, and she had her work displayed in a lot of different galleries and museums around the world. So it's just something that's been kind of deep in my in my family um but uh yeah so when I was younger I I mean as some of you guys know getting into my story a little bit I grew up with a lot of trauma I grew up in a really really beautiful space and I'm very very grateful for it Uh, I grew up in this log cabin up in the mountains in uh, near Mammoth Lakes California this cabin that my grandfather had built and I grew up without electricity also until I was 10. N- yeah, when I tell people that these days, they're like, what? <laughs> like, that's that's crazy because it's just, you know, technology and electricity is such a part of our culture now, you know, here in the West. So it was a really beautiful upbringing. Um, but as some of you may know from my shares in the past, I experienced a lot of trauma and abuse when I was younger. So my parents, you know God God loved them, they did their best uh, they were both alcoholics. Um, my dad was abusive towards me for most of my childhood and that was something that I had suppressed uh, when he died when I was 10. I suppressed that and didn't actually recall that information until I was <clears throat> excuse me until I was uh, 18. And so I'm sharing this just to give you guys a background of uh, where my roots started with my artwork because it was because of all of the trauma that I became an artist. You know, I needed something to channel my emotions and my energy into so that I could just process life and so that I could function. So for a lot of my life, <clears throat> art has been kind of a it started as almost like a coping mechanism. It was just a way for me to get completely present and focus on something. And as I started to evolve with my art, I just I started to fall in love with it more. I started to want to teach myself new practices and new techniques. And so it's my artwork started growing and, and shaping from these deep childhood roots. But it started growing into something even when I was in high school. My, uh, my mom was a commission artist. All of her stained glass artwork was through commission. And so I learned that from her. I learned that style of business. And so that was my primary business. And my first... <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry, you guys. I have allergies, so my throat gets a little scratchy. And you guys also might hear cats running around at certain points in this podcast. And there's, they chase each other around. There's not much I can do about that. But anyway... So my mom was a commission artist. So I grew up really watching her, like do her artwork with her glass, which was such a fascinating art form. And so in high school, I decided that I could create artworks that people would love. So I started doing um, commission work for people. I started doing like portraiture and landscapes and things like that. And I received my first professional commission from a hair salon when I was 12. So that was a really big pride point for me to have these big framed, um, uh, they were pastel drawings I did of these beautiful women with long hair up in this uh, salon. I started doing commission work and it just, as I was growing and evolving, the artwork began to grow and evolve as well. And so eventually I graduated school, I went to college, but I had it in my mind that you can't make a substantial living as an artist if unless you become a teacher or something like that. And so I just, I, I kind of put it at the back burner a little bit. And I started doing um, my major with psychology with an art minor. And then I'll do a whole nother episode talking about just specifically like my awakening. But this I want to gear a little bit more towards the art. Uh, but just to sum it up a little bit, my awakening was very harsh. It was triggered by trauma. The house that I grew up in burnt to the ground from a massive wildfire. We lost our pets. My mom was gone, so we lost all of our possessions, all of the paintings I'd done my whole life, like everything. And that triggered this intense awakening for me. And all of my artwork prior to this point had been very representational. Um, I love to paint depictions of women and children and goddesses and things like that which sort of um, foreshadows I think my work now but during that time I just needed an unconventional form of expression I needed something to put my soul out like I had so much you know that the fire happening it was like I had also done acid for the first time and I was experimenting with a bunch of different psychedelics and things like that and it just cracked my mind open and I had this huge awakening. I started remembering all of the repressed trauma I told you guys about. And it was just, it was so much. And so I started doing these abstract paintings where I would just turn on music and vibe and throw whatever colors that were speaking to me onto the canvas and learn to love myself through that process. And I kept painting in that way for a while um, because it was like I was rejecting everything and questioning everything that i had ever known about myself in my life you know, up to that point, I had repressed my abuse from my dad. I had repressed a lot of my trauma that was just coming up. So I was like, I don't even know who I am or what's real anymore. And I had a really tough time through that. Like it triggered a psychosis. I had to be hospitalized. It felt like my spirit went so far away remembering this deep trauma and this abuse that it was like, I didn't want to be here. I didn't want to come back. And so That I consider as my dark night of the soul period and my artwork was just a way to express I wasn't trying to sell it I wasn't trying to do really do anything with it but as I came out of that depression then something really beautiful started to happen and I started to incorporate more realism as I came back to reality I started to incorporate more of that realism back into my artwork and Then it was like this hybrid mix of this abstract expression and realism and these faces of women and angels and goddesses and things and so as i started to heal and be able to function and kind of come back to myself i uh went up i moved up to uh portland oregon i was first in eugene oregon for a while whoop whoop ducks! although I'm not that big into sports but it was like a whole culture up there in Eugene (laughs) if you have been there during football season you'll you'll get it so I lived there for a bit and then I went to this private art school in Portland and I loved that school Um, it was called the Oregon College of Art and Craft it was like one of the gems of our society it feels like in terms of art school where it was like this this kind of small hippie like grassroots art school and so experimentational and I learned so much and and delved into all of these different techniques with my work Um, but then after two years of being there the school shut down for budgeting issues and I remember it was so sad like I mean there's a part of me that wanted to leave anyway if I'm being honest Because I wanted, it was like, my spirit had this longing of like, there's bigger fish to fry. I want to go move to like LA and be like a hotshot and do all this shit. And you know, I'm I'm like, I'm over you mom kind of thing with that school. (laughs) But it was like marching around the school playing this like, those like traditional, I don't know, like saxophone trumpet things when someone has died. (laughs) So it was very sad, but it was also very interesting and beautiful, like witnessing the death of an institution. And I really carry with me the love from that experience and the growth. And I, you know, I I wish there were more schools like that. But so I picked up my life. I went and traveled around the world a little bit (laughs) for a summer up and down the West Coast to to, um, Thailand and Hawaii. And then I went down to L.A. and I got accepted into my dream school at that time, um, the Laguna College of Art and Design. And... This is when start things start getting interesting of, of how I became a spiritual artist. So I was at that school and I was, it was like everything I'd wanted. It was rigorous. It was intense. I had two, two times a week, I had two back-to-back six-hour life drawing and life painting classes. So I was in a dark room intensely drawing, take a break for five minutes. Intensely drawing, take a break for five minutes. Like that And the same thing with painting, so 12 hours a day, twice a week, plus other classes in between that. And I loved it. I fucking thrived on it. I was like, yes, like, let's get it. I want to, like, fully explore what I can do. But then something started to happen. I started to see this L.A. kind of, I don't even want to specify to L.A., but this culture with art where it was it was so highly competitive and it was about like well you know what are your references who who from the modern and traditional eras are you referencing in your art and you know it's like these these permission slips for validity either in technique or subject and that and then it's like, you know, the whole thing is to get in in front of big critics and, and, and media and galleries and you get your BFA and you go on to get an MFA to, you know, probably in L.A. or New York. And you it's like you, you climb the it's like a corporate ladder. it's like you climb this art world ladder to get to somewhere where you're just kind of going to be judged for if your artwork is good enough to be in that scope. And i saw that and it kind of hit me like a ton of bricks and i was like oh shit!" and i remember being in, in school one day and there's this beautiful young woman life modeling for us and i did a painting of her and it looked like her but this young woman she was beautiful and vibrant and young and the woman i had painted looked like her but was muted and sick and tired and I get chills just thinking back to it, like almost emotional because I just thought like, I cannot let this happen to my artwork. Like I'm watching my own creativity dying in front of my eyes. I can't allow that to happen. Whew, wow. And um, So then I decided, okay, I need to drop out like oh shit I finally get into this dream school and I was there on scholarship I was like I need to leave (laughs) and so I decided okay I'm gonna last a semester nope I'm gonna last the rest of the month nope the week nope and I just never went back (laughs) and let me tell you it was so liberating. I remember just going down to the beach and drawing and painting and being like, oh my god, I'm finally free to draw and paint whatever the fuck I want. Like, finally. And I felt like a ton of bricks was just lifted off of my shoulders. And I was combating this fear of, oh my god, when I tell everyone in my life, everyone's gonna freak out. Like, all the people who are the most stoked about me doing this traditional route. Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And then I had an art teacher tell one of my friends, like, you know, Dana's so talented. she she She's throwing away her golden ticket. And I had to grapple with that and really question for a while, did I fuck up my life? Like, did I make the wrong decision? And so that was when I really see as my path began. Because then um, COVID era... <laughs> era, how long is an era? I got to Google that. Was it like 100 years or something? Thank God that shit didn't happen for 100 years. COVID stint, (laughs) I don't know, began. And my partner and I at the time decided, you know what, we're going to up and move to Sedona, Arizona, a small desert spiritual town. And so we did. And that was when I really stepped onto my path. I was working at a crystal shop for a while. Uh, I was doing like I was just diving back into my practice again and painting and channeling and I started channeling like guides and beings and I would do these paintings where I'd step back from it and it would be like this face of a being is just staring back at me and then I discovered light language one day I was drawing and it like something took over my wrist and it was these beautiful high frequencies channeling in onto the canvas and I just I started to really like when I stopped giving a shit about all of that external stuff and the status and the the critics and all of that, like I discovered who I really was as an artist. And my life has never been the same since because then I also stepped onto my plant medicine path and I started diving into healing. I started meeting people who were on my path in my community. I had felt so alone for so long and living in Sedona is like living in an alien vortex world where it feels like you're constantly being like blasted with a bright shining light of like being forced to look at your shit. That's kind of the best way I can describe it. It's why a lot of people will like think they want to move to Sedona and they go there and then they spend like a month there and then they run away screaming. Or people stay there for years and years and they're like some of the most like trippy, alien, illuminated, beautiful people. But Sedona is a very interesting place. And so... I just I started to dive into myself my my art and my healing and then through a and I had always I'd been a healer for many years as well doing like shamanic energy healing sessions with people I loved doing guided meditations and channelings and things of that nature that I had been doing with clients and with myself for a very long time prior to that and uh and so then It all came together that what I wanted to do was lead people through a meditation process to meet their higher selves or their spirit guides and then paint the vision of the being that we experienced from the meditation. And I went through that with a couple of clients and it was amazing and magical and we just experienced the most beautiful things and I had so much fun painting these beings that then it was like that started to concrete, to, to con- concretize, con- concretize, C- become concrete. I don't know. Concretize sounds like conquer, <laughs> but whatever, whatever the word is. So I just discovered like, oh my gosh, that's an offering. And I grew up watching my mom do commission work. And so I was like, this is how I'm going to build my business with my art. Because that was my whole thing was I'm leaving school to, to step into my own autonomy and my own power. And this is how I'm going to do it. This is how I'm going to build this business. And so I started, uh, all of a sudden, my, my partner at that time and my friends and everyone in my community were all like coaches and spiritual like mentors. And so I joined some coaching programs and I started to figure out how to um, package and get my offering in front of the right people. And so it just started this business and then I started promoting it and learning more about marketing and like um, getting it in front of the right people and presenting it in a good way. And it was just such a pure aligned offering with my heart. And it started to gain momentum and I got some big clients and some big sales and promotions um, from those clients. And it just started rolling and I started doing a bunch of these paintings. And so I started to build my business. And then I was able to start selling more original artwork um, and prints. I was getting my print business going, my print website going. Um, I started another business with my friend Aaron called Light Code Art. Um, and then replications of my art have now been sold all around the world. I think to every continent so far. Well, probably not like Antarctica and stuff, but it's been everywhere. That'd be so sick if I sold a print to Antarctica. Oh my god, I'd love that. But anyway, um, so my work started really getting out there and I had people buying original paintings. I had people uh, commissioning me and it and at a certain point, it became to the point where I didn't have time to keep my job anymore at the Crystal Store. And so I left. I made the plunge. And it has been an up and down wild journey. <laughs> and, you know, it's 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 not always been like an easy walk in the park. There's been moments where I'm like, oh, shit, I haven't, you know... Uh, sold a painting in a couple of months, like oh fuck, and then I have to like figure out how new ways to like put my work out there and just keep my business going and and rolling. And so I've had some really beautiful, beautiful experiences, really big opportunities and sales. Um, times where I had to really like struggle and push to learn the tools to grow my business, and ultimately it's led me to this place where I am now. Where I'm, if you're listening to this on on podcast, uh, I'm now like turning and I'm looking at this big ass painting that I just did. It's called She Breaks These Chains and I'm sending it out to New York soon. And I'm just looking at it and just thinking with so much gratitude where my artwork has evolved to. <clears throat> because as I was building my commission business, I was also starting my series, which the series that I'm working on is called Sacred Initiations. And I am now working on the fifth painting of that series. If you're listening to this, like I'm recording this on March uh, 7th, the full moon, <laughs> 2023. So that's where I'm at now. But who knows where, if you listen to this episode in like a couple of years. But I am a... Uh, yeah, so I'm working on that series and I'm just, I'm so inspired by it. I'm so like lit up with it. So my practice right now is balancing commission work with original work and uh, building up other aspects of my business. I also started doing spiritual mentorships and working with artists to help them also build their business. And I'm working on a few different things in that regard. So that's just where this journey has taken me. And If I could say anything to the artists and the spiritual artists out there, it would be just keep going. You never know where this journey is going to take you unless you try and you keep just, you know, putting yourself out there and asking yourself, like, what is it that I don't know? Like asking your guides, asking for the information, like whatever I need to know that I don't know, like I ask that this can come in now. And you're gonna find that like things are gonna start coming in and just committing yourself to this path. And it's okay. You know, I tell artists and I tell people like, don't quit your day job for a while because you wanna have those foundations built. And I'll talk about all that stuff in future episodes. But in this first episode, I just wanted to give you guys a little overview of who I am and my journey so far and how I became an artist. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Awakening Artist Podcast. I hope you got so much value from this episode. And if you enjoyed listening today and would like to hear more, be sure to subscribe for weekly episode releases. You can find me on Instagram at Dana Wilcher for more inspiration, art, and tips. And if you would like to ask me a question directly or join my inner circle where I share more wisdom, stories, and tips, shoot me an email at danawilcher12 at gmail.com. Love and blessings. I will see you all soon.